0: and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.
2: Like, we walked into a bar once, they're like, oh, is it your brother? And I'm like, literally, we
1: have sex. Um. <laughs> so yes, it is my brother.
2: <laughs> so yes, yeah. That's any other questions? What's it to you? Yeah. <laughs> what is this, a podcast? Uh,
0: <laughs> about
2: incest? <laughs> I'm dying out, you're out. Let's dike out together.
0: What
1: it's all about hi and welcome to diking out a podcast that is perfectly splendid I'm Carolyn Bersier, and I'm Melody Kamali who's perfectly splendid <laughs> And today we are
0: dyking out with comedian Mo Welch about getting knocked up. Mm. Before we get into that some quick announcements. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you become a patron at the $10 a month level, you get to join our exclusive Facebook group where Allie, my girlfriend, tends to per- post a lot, but this week specifically, posting a lot of pervy messages that her mom sends us that I gave you a sample of on the last episode. Really great stuff happening in that group. Yeah, Allie's great with the follow-up. She comes in and brings
1: the, uh, the evidence for what we talk about on the pod yeah (laughs) but for five dollars a month you do get access to our extra content including extra questions that we'll be asking mo after we're done recording this episode
0: yes And if you join at the $20 level before the end of the month, you'll get to join our November Patreon hangover Zoom. Which was so fun the last time, and this time
1: I think it'll be even more fun. And quick reminder, just to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and some of you have asked how to rate us on Spotify. They don't have ratings on Spotify yet or reviews, but what does help on Spotify is if you follow us. So make sure if you listen on Spotify, hit follow on Dyking Out because they do have charts and that helps us a lot okay now we can talk about are you Halloween show for real because last episode we recorded before the show happened but released it after the show happened but it really happened this
0: time yeah um we said we had a great time and that was a prediction and it came true so much fun manifesting it (laughs)
1: had a lot of fun, but I have to say I was feeling very out of it, of course, going into it. Uh, you know, nobody was in the hospital, but my temperature was climbing throughout the day and uh, got very nervous about having to do an Australian accent to match my costume, which I totally bailed on other than like three words and saying mate occasionally <laughs> throughout the show. My wig was falling off. What really threw me off were the fake nails that I was wearing because <laughs> that was a twist. I didn't even know you're planning on that. I know. Well, I was really trying to get as many pieces of Erica Owens down as possible. So, I in I wanted to give myself plenty of time to prepare. Glued on these nails and then realized I could do nothing after that. So I was like trying to use the computer, trying to use my phone, trying to get everything set up, and I couldn't function with nails. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but we pulled through. <laughs> we di- we did pull through, and thankfully all of our performers, uh, DJ Shaw Savage was there, Kara uh, Connors, Becca Blackwell, Ashley Ray. Tia Tran Tran as Lori, the uh, white suburban voter who voted for Trump in 2016, (laughs) but has changed her vote for 2020 and convinced her husband to do the same and also played a fun game. And then Samantha Sidley joined us to cap it all off with a performance, which gave me chills and made me emotional. I'm a big fan. Yes,
0: I think it was a success. I cannot wait for the next show.
1: With a cameo from her wife, Barb, who legend, just delights me. Yeah, <laughs> Barb is legendary. I love her so much, and I can't wait to dike out with her in the future. But yeah, I can't wait to plan our next show. These shows are so fun. So thank you to everybody
0: who came for that. And congratulations to our costume contest winner. Zoe, yes. Zoe is going to be
1: doing an off topic episode with us on Patreon. And she dressed up as grapes. It was a grape
0: homemade costume. <laughs> hey, and am I allowed to say the topic she chose for her off topic yeah, I mean, recording are know for about Patreon? It. Okay, because it is body hair. So if you're not already a patron and you want to hear my millions of thoughts on body hair as a Persian woman, strap in, subscribe, get in there. I can't I wait to talk about I was very excited about this because we had hair. an
1: episode on hair in general with
0: Wazina Zanin, but that was pre-Melody. I could have brought a lot to the conversation and at least we get to do it. On the Patreon.
1: Other than that, you know, I think it's just our same old quarantine talk of what are we watching on TV? What's coming out? What's going on in the world of uh, lesbians? And it seems like while most of us are sitting tight looking for things to do during the pandemic, Clea Duvall has been very busy. One of her projects is that she directed A Happiest Season, and that's the movie with Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis play a couple in it. It is a queer holiday rom-com. I mean, maybe the whole thing isn't queer, but the the queer storyline, I think, is significant, or that's how it seems to have been promoted. But it's going to be coming to Hulu instead of being released in theaters the week of Thanksgiving so that's exciting. That's easier access for everybody to get a little bit of uh, queer holiday content into their lives. And I was thinking because we have to do a not because we have to I mean we want to. we also have to, but our November patreon hang, what if we made it a watch party with this movie? Oh Would that my be
0: more God. fun?::
1: That'd be I'd love so to watch fun.
0: this. I haven't done any of those watch parties like on Netflix. They have them for Hulu, too.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know the I logistics think... of it, but I just figure we could, you know.
0: Yeah, because if we're not watching it together, we're going to be talking about it together anyways. So we might yeah. as well get everyone on the same page and have a little watch party. Yeah.
1: So that's exciting. And then I read this week that Cleo Duvall is also producing a comedy series on IMDb TV, which I didn't really know was a thing. Um <laughs> But I know this is a thing. Tegan and Sarah, uh, their high school memoir is being turned into a comedy series. Whoa. So that is really cool. Uh, Clea Duvall wrote the pilot. She's working with the Quinn sisters on it. And I hope it gets picked up. Then uh, I would watch IMDb
0: TV for that, for sure. Oh, my God. Shout out to Clea Duvall, our Dyke Santa Yeah, I think Clea Duvall is really,
1: really uh, been, like, she kind of disappeared for a while, right? Like, Clea Duvall, I felt like, was in a bunch of movies in the 90s, and then we didn't see or hear much from her. And then all of a sudden, I feel like she's everywhere, and I couldn't be
0: more thrilled. Yeah, mid-odds to teens, it was like, where are you? Um, In the closet. Yeah. I think that's where she was.
1: And then she came out, and then all of a sudden, everybody wants her on their projects, and she's, like, the go-to, you know, queer creator for for film and TV now. Yeah.
0: Love that she's, you know, behind the camera, but I do want to see her in front of it a lot more, too. Looking forward to her upcoming projects. I would like to see her behind the microphone, like on
1: this podcast. Ooh, Putting those vibes out there. Uh, if any of you are Cleo Duvall's ex girlfriend and you're still on good terms, let her know.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never know. The chart is real. Okay. <laughs> There's a podcast guest that I've been wanting to get for a while, and uh, they were on a reality TV show. And I saw a picture of their wedding from over the summer, and I noticed in the wedding picture a past guest of Diking Out was at the wedding. So I messaged them right away, and they said that their girlfriend is that person's ex-girlfriend, and they're on good terms. And next time she talks to her, she'll bring up Diking Out. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so excited that this might actually happen. Yes. <laughs> so the chart is real, and I'm going to put these things out there. And if somebody has a hookup to Clea Duvall, we would welcome that.
0: This is exactly how we talked about Desiree before it happened. So I cannot yes. wait to dike out with Clea Duvall. <laughs> yes. Hey, Carolyn. Hey, have you seen the movie A Simple Favor? Yes, I watched it on an airplane.
1: Sort of. I started watching it and then I just fast forwarded to get to the queer part. Yeah. And then because I heard that there was a queer part, and that was it. And I Why didn't did feel. Why did no like one tell to me?
0: Watch. Why did no one tell me how queer it was? I had no idea. I went last night to on Hulu, their Halloween collection. What's that doing in it's Halloween collection? That's that's exactly why I clicked on it and watched the trailer. I was like, "Really? I thought it I don't know what I thought it was, but I definitely didn't think it belonged in the Halloween collection." Um, and I watched the trailer and it seems like a little sapphic, like there's some tension you're sensing between um Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick two main characters but at the same time it's a Paul Feig comedy slash horror I was like there's just so much going on I need to watch this and I'm glad I did um it's it's very gay it's it's got a lot of gay energy in it Blake Lively can wear the fuck out of a suit first of all sure she's wearing multi-piece suits at one point she's just wearing the vest and the cuffs uh, and that's it up top, and like a lot of side boob, under boob going on. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, I know you're squinting at me, and okay, I, I'm I'm still going. Uh, Linda I Cardellini's mean, it. in it. Okay,
1: it was a treat. There <laughs> were there were some treats sprinkled without, but it still. Anytime I feel that that male gaze creeping in, okay, that was it's, it. Was a male gaze with a nod to leslies. <laughs>
0: It was a male gaze, yeah, Paul Feek director. But listen, I did some sleuthing after, and I was like, why does this feel like it's it feel like there's a lot more queerness implied? And it's because the person who wrote the screenplay directed the episode of the L-word called layup. Do you remember? <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? The episode of The L Word where they play that, like, pick up The, the wreck basketball? basketball game. Yeah. yeah.
1: With Poppy? Yeah. Yes.
0: One of the gayest yeah. episodes of the gayest shows. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> delighted. One of the worst episodes of the gayest shows. <laughs> Why is it the worst? I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember loving that whole basketball storyline. And I remember Bette is doing some damage control. Like, that's when she's meeting... Um, Jody getting to know Jody in that she's like defending her controversial artwork. I
1: don't remember it exactly. I just have memories of watching that. That was one of the episodes I watched with my mom. I remember, and I just felt like the basketball stuff was kind of cringy. But I might have been cringing at all the Poppy stuff because they made Poppy such a caricature. Oh yeah, and so ridiculous. Okay, and but like, exist why are they doing this
0: too? Like, remember when I got groped outside of Stonewall at our Diking Out show in February? Oh yes, that was Poppy. That that. <laughs> that was a real life Poppy. I'm talking down to the accent, like the silhouette, the size, the style. Like a real life Poppy came up.
1: And <laughs> Fine, I guess representation matters. Yeah,
0: but... yeah, and we got that. Problematic representation oh, it exists gosh. in the community, and I'm making a case for poppy um, I don't know i I was looking up you know everyone involved in a simple favor, and then when I found out that it was written by the person who had directed that episode I went to the IMDB for that episode and then I saw the synopsis and I guess they let anyone write those because it is very offensive there's one part of the like a storyline that should just be like a couple sentences about what the episode's about this is a full paragraph someone wrote and it's very biased like there's one point where hold on. Poppy challenges Alice and the rest of the girls to a grudge basketball game. On the court, Alice, Jenny, and the overweight and out-of-shape Kit. And the others reject <laughs> Tina, who ends up playing for Poppy's team. <laughs> who's, who's writing? Who's shading Kit like that on the IMDb synopsis? <gasps> Guys, right? call to action. Dykes, get on IMDb. Let's check all the word <laughs> <laughs> storylines. Let's keep calling them out for their problematic behavior, but we don't need to go after Kit's weight in these storylines. No, it was submitted, written by anonymous. Anonymous, let's fucked up. <laughs> I didn't know that IMDb was, like, Wikipedia.
1: Yeah. I thought that, <laughs> that they were, like, pulling from official sources for uh, for these episode summaries. So well, now I'm just— That is problematic.
0: I went in a spiral, like, I went in, in a dark hole of just going through all of the synopses for the different L-words <laughs> <laughs> and like um trying to is this edit a theme them. is yeah it, is
1: somebody just like
0: negging because we Kit? know the l word diehard fans are insane, you know, <laughs> they find us on iTunes and leave batshit crazy reviews <laughs> when we make a simple joke about it, so i'm they're also out here in these i m d b streets, <laughs> just really making the narrative work as they see it. I don't know, crazy wow, wow. <laughs> Is that gay news? I don't know. It's been a slow week. (laughs) I'm just, Uh, (laughs) I can't believe it. (laughs) You know,
1: I think with a simple favor, too, like Anna Kendrick reminds me of like a girl in high school who secretly makes out with her like actually queer friend and then tells her she loves her and then like pretends it never happened. Yeah, and years later, never brings it up.
0: She did. It's a very specific vibe. But Anna Kendrick's character does seem to be like put under a spell by Blake Lively, and like is very who wouldn't be wooed by her in the beginning. And they really drag that energy on. Like for, I mean, it's too long of a movie. It could have been half hour shorter. It's a two hour movie. Um, They do literally kiss at one point. Stop looking at me like that, Carolyn. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Agree with me that it was a good thing that we got Linda Cardellini as a dyke painter (laughs) or artist. Do you remember that? No, I don't because I watched it
1: on an airplane and I fast forwarded through a lot of it.
0: There's a part where like Anna Kendrick is tracking down. That sounds good. The Like she's doing some sleuthing on Blake Lively's character. She's like, who is this girl? She goes right. into her past and she meets up with an artist that was okay. Now by I Blake remember Lively. This. And it is Linda yeah. Cardellini, my crush. Yes. Maybe this is why this is so exciting for me. Because I've been in love with Linda Cardellini since I was in like the fifth or sixth grade. Like ever since I saw Freaks and Geeks. um, And she plays quite the dyke in that She plays an artist, but she's, like, got knives. Like, she's very upset and wronged by Blake Lively, and the sheer thought of her makes her, like, pull out her knives and just stab things. It's very sexy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, another thing, going back to Happiest Season and Mackenzie Davis, who famously played uh, one of the characters in the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror, and now, this is another queer character. Mm,
0: I've never seen Black Mirror. Well, um, if you're going to see something, watch that episode. Okay. I mean, my list is growing. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. I just, I always wonder with actresses who are cast in multiple
1: queer roles, does Hollywood know something? Yeah. That we
0: don't. What about actresses being cast in their first queer role and Kate Winslet telling them that they should film their sex scene on their birthday, so it's extra special. Extra
1: you- special, yeah. <laughs> you know, here's another one, because I think Sir Sharonan's queer. Me too. I do, because, she, okay, Joe and Little Woman, and it was clearly a Daikon. gay Joe. Yeah, yeah a gay Joe and then now this and I, and no boyfriends, no public knowledge of boyfriends or relationship.
0: So. I don't know. We're looking forward to having her on this podcast. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I would die.
0: (laughs) Well, other than drooling over Blake Lively, uh, (laughs) What was the gayest thing you did this week? Oh man, gayest thing I did I got a 65 inch TV Now I know that's not exclusive to gay culture But would I watch on it? Absolutely I did watch A Simple Favor I saw that makeout scene between Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick Just take up my entire living room wall But the first thing we did when we set up this enormous TV Was watch another episode of Bly Manor and yes,
1: I've been watching Bly Manor on my mom's 65 inch TV, and it is perfectly splendid to watch it on there.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. What a beautiful it's like, show.
1: Also, gorgeous. I just want Hannah Gross to be in every scene. She's just so yeah. stunning and just like lovely. I don't know. I, I just want, I want a spin off of Hannah Gross. I know that's not the queer storyline.
0: But I love that character so much. I love that character. I love her style. I love her vibe. Allie and I were just uh, like mouths agape watching um, that scene where she really opens up and talks about her past. I don't know if you've... I'm always assuming you're further along in these shows than I am, so I feel like I know you've seen it. Episode six? Uh, I want us to do an off-topic about Blind Manor,
1: because I finished watching it yesterday, and I would love to get into it on Patreon.
0: Yeah, we're planning on finishing it tonight, and I'm so excited. I love this enormous TV. (laughs) Oh, God, it's so good to see lesbians making out so big. Yeah. (laughs) Other than that, it's... Been a pretty quiet week. Allie and I got couples massages again. Uh nice. talked about that on the podcast a few episodes ago with my ongoing back issues. I talked about this place on the Upper East Side that we went to and had the most divine couples massage experience at. We thought, let's do it again. Right. So we booked it. Oh my god, was it the complete polar opposite experience from oh, no. the first time? We had two very angry. <laughs> masseurs,
1: who were very
0: rough. Um, No, see, we got the roughness the first time, but it was done the right way. You know, like they're using their elbows. They're also rubbing like this was all bones. Like (laughs) they're like, it was like it was like she was mad at me. Like at one point. She was just shaking my body, like, up and down. And if it weren't for, like, the hole where my head goes, I would have been off the cot. Like, it was very, very aggressive. I had to disassociate. Like, it was actually, like, I it felt, like, dark. And you know what I'm talking about, with a trigger warning. Like, I oh, really God. had to leave my body and just get through it. I mean, I was fully disassociating at a certain point. And then I would be like, is it done yet? And she even left a couple times. It was just so rude. It was like a smoking Um, break. Yeah, and then she would bring the cigarette back and just put it out on my back. (laughs) Like, that's what it felt. That was the vibe. Um, And so I turn over to... Well, one of the three times she left the room, I turn over to see what's going on with Allie, and Allie's looks pretty aggressive, too, but this woman is just caressing Allie's butt. I turned three times. Every time I checked, Allie's butt was getting massaged, and Allie does have a very nice big butt, okay? Like, and I talked to Allie afterwards, and she goes, I think she was gay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like did you get your panties yanked down and your butt massaged I was like yeah and she's like did you the entire time I was like yeah I thought so like every time I look over this woman is just not even massaging just like handfuls of Allie's butt just like worshiping Allie's maybe ass maybe that's where Allie holds her tension. <laughs> yeah you could just maybe sense
1: All that tension was in her ass. I've had that before where I've gotten a massage and then they move down to my butt and then it's a very fine line between it feeling good and feeling like a line has been crossed.
0: Right. Allie thought she was going to... Allie was mentally preparing. When we recapped after, Allie said she was mentally preparing for a happy ending. (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) that she didn't want... (laughs) And I was like, well, what would have happened if you were about to get a happy ending? Would you stop it? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Mine was a little dark. Please cheer me up. What is the gayest thing you did this last week?
1: Well, I think I already gave everyone a little bit of a spoiler, but it was that I was completely undone by putting on fake nails. It, I haven't had nails that long in years. The last time I put on fake nails was for a costume when I was 19, I think. So it's been a really long time. I've kept my nails very trim and I just did not know how to function with that. I thought that that was pretty gay of me. And then as soon as the show was over, The first thing I did was try to remove the nails, which I had foolishly bought some that I glued on rather than ones you stick on. But I thought, I'm not going to have these on for that long, so it shouldn't be hard to take off. It took at least an hour for me to get these things off me. Uh, I had to, at one point, cut all the tips off and then <laughs> soak them in in acetone. Uh, oh wow! To, yeah, to get them off. And no matter how long I soaked them, and it took for it took so long. And my mom and Cecilia were like, "Oh my gosh, what? What did you do? Why is this taking so long?" So I'm both bad at having nails and at taking them <laughs> off, and it just felt super gay. Super
0: gay. Yeah, I mean. You looked like a fish out of water. You looked like um when people put like shoes on dogs to go out to walk on the ice and snow. Like the way you're just right. Moving around. Like it affected your whole body. <laughs> Everything about that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I also had which you couldn't really see in the zoom, but I, again, went all in on this costume. I bought a, a, a D size bra that I stuffed and I had that on underneath. So I wasn't used to like my chest sticking out that far. Uh, you know, having the wig on, I had false eyelashes on, which then with the nails on were hard to stick out. So those were falling off the whole time. Uh, a, a lot more makeup than I usually wear. The only thing that I did enjoy of the costume, I mean, I I like the colorful sweater and I like the uh, fake septum ring that I had.
0: Oh yeah, it's kind
1: of cute. I'm usually like not a, a septum piercing kind of gal, but uh, I might I might keep that and try that on for funsies sometimes when the mood
0: strikes. Yeah, and you did kind of look very Madonna. Afterwards, when you took the wig off, we were on oh yeah, chat. so oh, like so much better once I took your the wig off. The hair, wig was so cheap, and then you had the makeup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish I had like a decent wig. Like Samantha Sidley came on with this like glamorous green long wig that looked so much nicer. Even even a uh, tan trans blonde wig was so much better than my you know party city wig fusion that I had. But uh, you know. <laughs>
0: I wanted to get a wig, but Allie said I didn't. I was Kamala Kamali. Um, and you didn't need one. So, yeah. Everyone was Allie commenting just really on how presidential you looked. Oh, my God. I couldn't get out of the costume. Um, <laughs> I walked around the apartment for an hour and a half in, talking in Kamala voice. Yes. And <laughs> waving. Like this, like just, you can't see me, listeners, just acting as presidential as possible. Like it really took forever for me to wipe the makeup off and take the hair down. My hair was really... I mean, it's a simple outfit. I can do it again. I can throw on a blazer, put a string of pearls on, and I'm transformed. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's the best thing about, you know, you put on a, a
1: new outfit that's different and you feel a little bit outside of yourself and it's... It's a lot of fun. Uh, For me, it was just a a little too much femme. Oh, the other thing that, that was unfortunate, I guess, for Cecilia, was she was actually really digging the nails on me. And I could tell by the look in her eye. And she, Ugh. yeah, yeah. And she kept like taking pictures of my hands like a creep. I know. We were talking afterwards. You're like, hold on. Cecilia
0: won't stop taking pictures of me. Yeah. Was like, she's, she's taking pictures of me it. and
1: taking pictures of like my hands specifically. Like I looked on her phone the next day and there were these pictures of me like trying to type that in like videos of me trying to type. She was taking videos of just like my hands oh, moving. That's how God. into it she is. I know. Uh, what a perv. And. <laughs> Uh, uh, But she just really loved me being totally uh, femme for the night. So, (laughs) oh, well. Love it. Yeah, I was like, enjoy it because I'm taking these off (laughs) immediately. Uh, Props to any of our queer listeners with long nails. I salute you. It is truly uh, an art form that, you know, I mad respect for, for navigating that, that world. Yeah. Well, speaking of navigating worlds, you're so good. (laughs) That's one of my worst ones. Uh, All right, so today we are dyking out with comedian Mo Welch about getting knocked up. Perhaps you have seen her on Conan and too many other shows to list, or maybe you are familiar with her animated series Blair, based on her popular comic that's been featured in The New Yorker, Cosmo, and Vice, and her book How to Die Alone is out now. Let's do this. Mo, thank you so much for diking out with us today. It's good that we finally got to do this. We were originally supposed to do this in LA and then the world went crazy.
2: Yeah, that's such bullshit. But I love, uh, I love the Zoom. I love that you're in an actual closet. I'm sure people have commented. No, but this is my great. first
1: time <laughs> back in the closet and it's fitting because I'm in Buffalo right now and I'm at my mom's house. In a hometown closet. Yeah, hometown closet. Oh. Just had to get back in there. That's perfect. A lot of And Taylor Loft. Or something? Is that a brand? Oh my god! My
2: mom loves ann Taylor Loft. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, she just, mom she just was, yeah. my
1: mom loves Chicos and telling me what size she is is Chicos. I'm like, yeah, that's really a 16, mom. <laughs> that's yeah. I know you're a Chicos eight. <laughs> oh
2: my god! I need to go to Chicos. If that's just like, if it helps that. yeah, no, be like, I'm a fucking zero at Chicos, man. Not even <laughs> even yeah. after having a baby. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: how are you doing in all of this how are you generally I'm
2: okay I'm you know like before this I was like pretty good because I had a baby and then I was just coming back to playing basketballs with the boys and I uh was coming back to performing I was just like making a big comeback in my life and then this shut down and I was like okay I'm I don't know. It just feels like, okay, now I'm never gonna do stand-up again. <laughs> right, you know, that's what it feels like right now. It's like how are we gonna do this? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Are you trying to even do like the outdoor shows and stuff like that? Or just... I refuse.
0: Same. <laughs> yeah, were those kind of a thing in LA though before all this? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And I hated it. Like so we're all i all doing LA comedy to, like... now. <laughs> exactly. That's why people hate LA comedy because it's like you go and they're like, here's the show address. And then you show up at someone's like apartment and it's outside. And I'm like, I fucking hate this. Like there's nothing about like, I'd rather be at an open mic in Chicago yes. again. <laughs> and, because the crowds are better. And it was at least indoors. Cause it's like, it's hard to perform outdoors. Like every comic knows yeah. that there's no ceiling. Mm-hmm. Your laughs go nowhere. Yeah. You can't like have an intimate audience. Yeah.
0: I'm doing my first big show next week. Um, that like draws a big crowd and stuff. I'm, I'm already, I've bombed already in my head. <laughs> like I am going into it knowing that I won't hear any laughs. There's already
1: like terrifying. five fire trucks driving by during your set. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs>
2: That's actually a good, I think that's good, a good mind frame, like, to go into a show be like, I'm going to eat shit, because then you can't get any worse. Like, I think, yeah. yeah. I think that's my think mindset
1: that's going like- through life. I'm like, whatever. Like, I went through my apartment just expecting cockroaches to jump out, and I'm like, if this is what I'm always expecting when it comes, I'll be prepared. There's been, like, one cockroach in my apartment, and for, like, six years, I've been like, yep, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, just waiting to come well, yeah. out and kill me. That's, that's a good 2020 <laughs> lesson yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh mo we ask all of our guests this and we're gonna ask you what's the gayest thing you did this week
2: the gayest thing okay it is tuesday so <laughs> let's uh <laughs>
0: yeah since last tuesday last seven days, yeah
2: <laughs> since last tuesday oh i mean like generally like i feel like i've never dressed more like traditionally butch and gay than I have in quarantine. Mm. Like I, it's like basketball shorts all day long. Like today I knew this was going to be on zoom. So I wore jean shorts, but like even that, it's <laughs> like, I just feel like I've just been, so it's probably like something that I, uh, something that I wore, you know, basketball shorts. I don't know. I feel like my life is just like super gay because I have a wife and a gay baby. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Every week's a gay week. I feel like I've also become more butch in quarantine. Like, I cut my hair short for the first time. I'm wearing sweatpants all the time. Like, my wardrobe and everything has changed somewhat dramatically. uh, Because, like, all my nice femme stuff, I'm like, well, that needs an iron, so I'm not going to wear that ever again. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about kids and your journey to becoming a mom. How long ago did you have your kid? She's uh,
2: 13 months old. So yeah, September 10th. Actually, I was like, we were positive she was going to be born on 9-11. And I asked the doctors if we could rush it. And so I, I pushed. I like literally got two stitches in my vagina because I pushed so hard. And she was born on uh, the tenth at eleven forty five oh p.m.
1: Because <laughs> I'm a good
0: mom. Yeah,
1: you are. I really thought you were going to say you were trying to delay it to nine eleven because you're a comedian and that's like a very comedian thing to do. Just <laughs> yeah.
2: I was like okay with her being born because I was like, okay, at least we'll have a couple of jokes. But uh (laughs) but then but then once it was like we were getting in there, I was like, all right, let's like do this, man. Like let's get her born now. (laughs) Let's get her out. But yeah, she's uh she's one and it's crazy. Walking. She's not walking, she's not really like that advanced uh yet <laughs> because we're like in quarantine and we've just been like doing everything for her. Right. But yeah, it's been it's it's insane because I was like not planning on being this much of a hands-on mom. Right. You know, like I I wanted to be a good parent, but at the same time I was like, When this all happened, I had a full-time job. So I was, like, at work, coming home, and then I, like, go work out, and it's just, like, I was getting this rhythm, and then all of a sudden it's, like, holy shit. Like, it is so much work to, like, be a a real parent.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I nannied a baby for eight hours a couple weeks ago, and... And Melody
1: texted still me and was like, it. she was like, are you sure you guys want kids?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm still in pain, like, throughout my back, picking up the baby the wrong way. It's, oh, oh, my no. God. Hats off. <laughs> I know. You.
1: I'm here in, in Buffalo with my nephews who are three and five, or, or just shy of that. And we went to the playground with them. And after maybe... 20 30 minutes. I was like does anyone else want to tag in here? I've been uh, playing the same pirates on the boat game with these kids for 20 minutes. I'm sick of it. Uh, we need a new storyline happening and <laughs> cuz Yeah, especially if they're if they're not your kids, you have like
2: you only want to invest so much. You're just like, this isn't right. as fun. I don't know. There's something about, but I thought I would be like super chill with my kid. Cause I used to nanny too. And I was like such a psycho and like, would just be like a helicopter nanny. <laughs> and I was like, well, if, if it's my kid, it's like, they fall. Then that's like my fault. It's like a regular parent thing. And no, I'm like still such a helicopter mom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, she has like,
2: not had a bruise on
0: her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, you had mentioned off mic before you'd always wanted to have a kid. Did you always want to like literally have a kid or did you <laughs> think maybe you'd have, I, if you had a partner, <laughs> they might have the right. kid? Just because I, we have a lot of mutual friends and when you got pregnant, it was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> Welch is pregnant. Like, it was, right. like, such a, like, <laughs> unexpected event, I felt like, but...
2: Everybody thought that. Even my family, were th- they were like, why didn't Sam have the baby? And I was like, first of all, I am tall and I can take it. I can take <laughs> this pain and, like, not look like I'm pregnant till seven months in. Uh, but it's so weird, like when I, I've always wanted kids, I thought maybe I would adopt. And then, uh, and then I was like, you know what, no, maybe I'll have, uh, a couple of my own. And I got this feeling. It was just like, I was just like, once I was in my thirties, I was just like, actually, I want to have that life experience. It was all about like having, I wanted to know what it was like to be pregnant mm. and, and do, I don't know. It was just like, I, I guess I wanted to put myself in pain, but, um, <laughs> I, I, wanted the experience and I don't want it again because that was a lot <laughs> <Stitches>. <laughs> it, like, I, I don't know how people do it more than once they're just like maybe I have no threshold for pain but it was
0: yeah it was hard I have a yeah. friend who's a surrogate and just keeps doing that <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> 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 Nuts. Wow. it's not even for you but God bless That's we need more so of them wild. yeah yeah at least she's got a
2: paycheck coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, no, my family did not. They thought Sam would uh, because, I mean, it's just like, it's that thing where they're like, well, Sam's obviously more femme and I'm just where, Yeah. I don't know. Whatever it is about me, nobody thought that I would get pregnant. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Whatever energy I give off, or people, even when I was like, I want to have kids, like in general, they're just like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "What is it about me that gives off
0: like I shouldn't have children?" They're like basketball shorts, <laughs> yeah. 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 Obsession with Larry Bird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're like, just like nothing
2: about you is nurturing. I'm like, whatever.
0: Dude. <laughs> How
1: old were you when you came out, or when you knew that you were gay, and like? what was your thinking around kids before then and after then? Cause even when we're like really young, I think we all kind of have this idea that one day we're going to be moms.
2: Right. No. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's, it was a given when you're like, when you think you're straight, you know? And like, I had boyfriends, you know, I had these like hunk, hunk boyfriends, (laughs) like real big muscly guys. And like everybody would say, I know. Yeah. (laughs) He's actually off camera. Come over. (laughs) Uh, uh, They, uh, they were just like the, the best, like beard, I guess, you know, like it's like, nobody knew, nobody knew. And, uh, and I didn't even know at that time, but uh, their parents like would always say, and my parents would just be like, you guys will have, you guys will have great kids one day. They'll be so tall and athletic and, you know, they never said any compliments about our actual relationship. Like you guys are good together. You compliment each other well. It was always about like how we would breathe. Genetics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And first of all, one of the one of my boyfriends looked like we could be siblings. Like we walked into a bar once, they're like, Oh, is it your brother? And I'm like, literally we have sex. Um,
1: (laughs) So yes, it is my brother.
2: (laughs) So yes. Yeah. Any other questions? What's it to you? (laughs) What is this? A podcast? (laughs) Uh, About incest. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, uh, when I went on a date with my, uh, now wife our first date she was like do you want kids and I was and I was like I already knew I did I was like yeah I mean I guess if my life isn't like seriously I was at like rock bottom when we met and I was like I guess if I'm not like down here in this ditch (laughs) I'll have a
1: kid yeah (laughs) I love that she asked that is that because she wasn't gonna like waste her time with anybody who didn't want what she knew she wanted
2: I think so. Yeah. Like she said it really casually. Um, right. But she did ask, like she made it a thing to ask if like, cause that is a waste of time. If, if one person wants a kid and one does, not right. Cause it feels like something you have to be like in on. Yeah. Uh, so she asked that. And then she also asked if I liked Christmas.
0: <laughs> Those are like the only two <laughs> big questions for her. <laughs> she wants someone to throw a good Christmas. And I didn't say I hated Christmas. <laughs> for the kids yeah I was like what kind of like weird Christian date is this yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) she's completely overlooking that you're at rock bottom right now (laughs) and it's just like yeah yeah I know you have stuff going on but Christmas (laughs) she's like
2: I I didn't realize that you were paying with cash because you had no money on your debit card (laughs) but will you have children with me
0: (laughs) that's great
1: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
0: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Um, Yeah. Once you realized that you were gay, did that change? I don't know. Like when I was trying to think about it, if when I was gay, how that affected what I thought about having kids but I think I just never I was like oh yeah I'll you know have a family one way and didn't really think about the logistics of it I just thought like that changes nothing
2: yeah and it is crazy because it is like a it's a big to-do like (laughs) you know it's like so a lot you know for the most part it's a, a lot more difficult you know No, I wanted kids when I was with guys and, and I came out, I didn't think about it as much. Like I rarely thought about it when I came out and it didn't feel like as the years went on, it didn't feel like I need to have a kid. especially Even when Sam, even when we met, I was like, you know, we could have a really good life uh, without children too. But I think we would have always wondered if our life would have been better with kids. Um, That being said, I did say kids plural, but like since quarantine, we were like Mm. one is like more than enough. uh,
0: Yeah, I was going to (laughs) ask if you were planning on another one. I know a lot of lesbian couples (laughs) will like one will have a kid, another will have the next. I don't know. That that was was the plan. Yeah, plan. (laughs) Yeah, that
2: that was the plan. But then I think she was like, I saw what pregnancy was with you. And like, you know, (laughs) I could just see that like you were miserable. And then. And then yeah, we we just like we're so and like we're just we're both helicopter moms. So like we put so much energy into having the baby and being the baby's mom that we were like, you know, that is a lot to do that twice. Plus it's like can we even have a life if we have two kids? I, you
0: know, I'm just like
2: can we travel anywhere?
0: Yeah. Well, not now, at least. We'll see. Yeah. Can <laughs> yeah. we
1: ever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's definitely why I'm making uh, my wife go first in terms of yeah. having the kid. I'm like, let me see how you do with it, and then we'll we'll see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a good, it, it's a good lesbian cheat. You know, you're just yeah. like, oh, that's great that you don't like. If you want multiple kids, if you want two kids, it's like I don't have to be pregnant again. You yeah, know? that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's still your brain does really weird things to you after you have a baby because like at when she was three months old, I wanted another kid like right away, yeah, like my brain was like making me think that I wanted to like that we should plan for a baby right now, so they're like around the same age, and we don't have to like deal with being pregnant when we're like uh older than we are now, so, but, yeah, it just fucked up shit, and then a month later, I'm like, I'm n- I would never have another kid.
1: (laughs) That's so. Is it crazy uh, that my wife and I want to try to have twins the first time and just get the two out
0: in one go, and then? (laughs) No, I think
2: that's smart.
0: How do you try to have twins? (laughs) Actually, there's a Real Housewife of Atlanta who was doing this. Um. Yeah, no, they just put multiple. They put multiple embryos in you. Uh, Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. When they do the, the transfer. So we have one embryo on ice right now and we're trying to get another one made so that we can, you know, plug both in at the I same time. I actually think that's smart.
2: Yeah. I think okay. that that is,
1: yeah. I, I think can't it's tell smart. if it's smart or if we're batshit crazy and we're going to be like crying every day about <laughs> dealing with like two <laughs> newborns at the same time. At but,
2: least it's like you're doing Like no matter what that time is like a lot, you know, so it's it's like you might as well just like yeah. double down and not have to do it again. It is, you know, it is nice that you get a plan. Like when you guys have a baby, it's like you get a plan when you're trying, you know, there's something that's great about like having to make all these decisions. Cause then you're like remembering that this is the, what you really want to do. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's no accidents.
1: Yes. You know, I, always thought that that was such a great thing about being gay was just never having to worry or be stressed out like once I saw my friends have enough pregnancy scares I'm like oh gosh I have no idea what that would be like and I'm so thankful for that but then I think there's also a flip side to that where then it's this thing that's like okay, now I am completely in control and it's always hanging over us. And it's always like the timing to have kids. It never feels like, okay, now is the exact right time. You're always like, oh yeah, maybe like right after this or right after that. But it's never a good time. So when it's completely in your hands, like my wife and I over a year ago was when we first went to the fertility doctor. Right. Like maybe a year and a half ago. And we thought like, oh, we'll go to a fertility to- doctor and then she'll be pregnant like three months later. And it's just taken so long because like by the time you schedule all the appointments and it's like at first it feels like no sense of urgency. And then, you know, you have some tries and you don't get as many embryos as you want. And you're like, oh, no, this is actually. <laughs> it's a lot. And like
2: all of the appointments you have to go to, like uh, most people who are just doing it, like you know, the, the, heterosexual way, they don't have to deal with all of those appointments. And it's, that was like so crazy for me because it was so early and I was like doing shows at night. And then I'd be like <laughs> at this fucking clinic at like seven 30 in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> probably hung over. They're like, do you want to be a mom? I'm like, Are you sure about this? Part of the process is like, we, we also had to like get a lawyer and go see a psychiatrist and stuff with having a donor. That was uh, what I was going to um, ask about. And yeah. Was, yeah.
0: If you don't mind so me asking, where, where, how did the sperm come into play?
2: <laughs> the sperms, uh, I always joke around that I was like getting all these files of sperm and I was like, it's not working because I was drinking them. Uh, and nobody <laughs> liked that joke. Everyone was <laughs> like, like, that's like, gross. <laughs> uh, I was like, I just keep, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> uh But we have, uh, one of our best friends and we asked him and then it took him, I want to say like six months, uh, to say yes. Like he really like went through it, like talked about it with a therapist, with all of his friends and like made the decision. Like he said it was the yes all along. He just wanted to like make sure. Mm -hmm. So we asked him, waited for six months and then you do the whole, like going to the lawyers and the psychiatrists, the fertility, uh, clinic. And I don't know, it might have been like, we probably had the baby two years after we were like, let's have a baby.
1: We didn't have to go to a psychiatrist.
2: Maybe it's California. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I think our donor, he had to have, he had to have like a psych eval done, I believe, but like by himself, like we weren't. I didn't know that that was
0: a thing.
2: Yeah. Well, he had to go separately from us. And then we had to like, and we did it on the phone, but it was, um, they really hammer it in. They're like, so you're like, when they're talking to him, they're like, so this is, this child will not be your child. Your parents might want to call them their grandchild. This is not your parents' grandchild. Like, yeah. are you going to be okay with, you know, they really
1: like, uh,
2: hammer it home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good, because I'd rather have somebody else do that than me do that. Like, I, I know that our donor knew that, but I would feel like a jerk being like, now remember... This isn't your kid, okay, all right? Away. Relax.
2: Yeah. yeah, get the fuck out of our lives. Just give me your
1: sperm. Yeah, tell your mom to shut up. No,
2: <laughs> hey, we don't want this fucking birthday gift from your mom. Yeah. right? we burned
1: it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's good to have a, a third party. Yeah, especially the lawyers, like the talking about the paperwork and just being like, "Well, now I have legal rights over your sperm, friend. Uh, you exactly. have to jerk off." at least five times for me if I request it. So (laughs) it's it's in writing, you signed it, you and your wife signed it.
2: Um, Yeah, I think we do own still at least one one more, which I will drink later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't drive. Yeah, I didn't know that you have to go through all that for the sperm. And then that got me thinking about family members giving sperm.
1: And yeah. like,
0: how popular is that? Um, Allie's brother right? offered a sperm last Christmas in front of the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> and Allie was like, honestly, Brent, we were talking about it and we don't want any sperm from this family. It's a lot of mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> And he got really offended that's by great. that and it like it turned into like a mini argument, like why the fuck wouldn't you want my sperm? I have two yeah, doctorates. <laughs> um, that, that is so funny.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I, did, I was like, oh, oh, really? Man. You guys should not be putting his sperm into Allie. I just want to say that on <laughs> yeah.
0: the record. Uh, I think you guys
2: are right in that. Yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Allie was. We always thought Allie would have the baby because she's the nurturing one, right? Um, but she has like a lot of medical issues that have bubbled up, like a lot of like urinary things and cysts, and right. pain. And then she like her she doesn't want to have to go off her antidepressants. Um, so now it's on me. Now you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh so we're just putting that off for now. Cause uh, COVID, I, I mean, why? I don't know. I know. Cause part of me is like, it'd probably
2: be awesome to be pregnant now because I think they have a hold on like what you do with in the hospital visits and stuff. But, yeah. And you're like, well, there's nothing to do anyways. I guess I might as well be pregnant. Right. You
0: know? That's true. Yeah. Especially if like yeah. comedy, everything's shut down. Actually now's right. the time. Yeah. I'll take her brother's sperm. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Like I have a brother. He's gay. Uh, He's the only boy in my family. And I don't know. I just, I didn't really want to do that. Uh, And Sam only has a sister. So her sperm wouldn't work. And a lot of comedians offered it up. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding. (laughs) I'm not using your Bombs at an open mic, you know, <laughs> every day of your life uh, energy. Yeah. And even if they were like, you know, uh, I don't know, I was just like two comics can't like I can't do this. You'd have like, to
1: make them sign a contract to never make jokes about it be like you're not right. doing this for the material right like you're not going right. to fa- talk about how you're jizzing <sighs> some lesbian right now
0: <laughs> Exactly I don't need but My that. baby will not be yeah. a bomb out of mine my- Right Right <laughs> right I was like
2: if you're if you fucking kill it and it's like really funny that's fine but yeah. I have no
0: trust in you <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of the like hot comics that are really actors maybe but right. Otherwise right yeah. Like it felt weird. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Call him up. I didn't want that, but
2: also I didn't want anyone who like might get famous. And then it's just like, now I have to tell this kid that, like, oh, your like donor person is like famous. And then they're like,
1: I want to move in with them. Get yeah. Get me out of this dyke dungeon. You know, I'm like, all right. But plus if they're a male comedian, it's like 50-50 chance they'll be me
0: too'd. And then that's right, another. right, exactly. <laughs> you gotta. Think you can't ahead. have that. Yeah, <laughs> you have to think ahead. Yeah. So, what do you look for in a sperm donor? Then you guys know a lot more about this. I'm just like creeping into even thinking about this stuff. So yeah, this is more yeah. informational I, for me.
2: <laughs> it is, you know, it is, I thought it was a pretty interesting process, but like for sure. the number one thing we thought, well, first of all, we looked at, like, we got the memberships to like the cryobank sort of places. And I was like, honestly, at the very beginning, I thought let's make sure that they're like really tall so the kid can play basketball. And then like, they're like smart. Like if they're already in the cryo bank, they're probably smart enough. And I was like, that's good enough for me. And Sam's like, I think that we should be looking uh, at a brain first. And so (laughs) then we were like looking and we never got to a point where we were like, I have a lot of friends who have done it and it's great. Like it really has worked out for most people, but I thought we had some people in our lives that I wouldn't mind asking. And I wanted to be able to like, know that they like had empathy you
1: know, like mm. I don't know.
2: That was just like my my big thing.
1: It's just not uh, some sociopath <laughs> going to the sperm bank, <laughs> exactly.
2: Or like they have like seed. exactly. They have like they they talk. They have like a weird uh, way that they talk, and then like the baby has like a super high voice, and I don't know. I like, just didn't <laughs> want it. Uh, but I. But again, like I have a lot of friends that's worked out, and um, yeah same so yeah so like our our friend is you know obviously number one um has worked as a model you know (laughs) (laughs) nice number one is looks uh no la baby exactly (laughs) no he's just like the sweet he's like the sweetest guy and he was already one of our best friends And now he's like truly like just like our family and and he's like it's the perfect situation he comes over a lot, and you know, is in Cleo's life, and yeah, I don't know. It's just like a big love fest. Uh, Any smart, you know, he went to private school. No. <laughs> Like, I truly, like, don't give a shit about that stuff. Um,
1: (laughs) I, like, went to junior college. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, I care. Uh, The first person that I asked, he had, like, a perfect score on his SAT. And for me, I was like, oh, yeah, there. Like, and, like, I've been friends with him since college. And I also think he's just such... A great guy, but then the smart thing on top of it and uh, a musician. I'm like, all right, like, talented, smart. That's a good sperm. Awesome friend. That's yeah. great sperm. Yeah. So now I have uh, B sperm. You know, it wasn't my A choice. Uh, not just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I hope my donor's not listening. No. Uh, <laughs> he is also also great and I mean any of the people any of the men in my life I say this all the time but I have like a very high bar for the men who are in my life uh you know and if if you're close enough to me that I would ask you for sperm I obviously must think like very very highly of you and that kind of made the criteria pretty easy because you know, it, that's just like a handful of people. It's not like there is all these wonderful men <laughs> surrounding right, right. me that I'd want their their sperm. was like, well, you know, there is these four people we would consider, and like let's let's go through the list of like who seems because it there are other factors too, like the first guy I asked. You know, he's married, but him and his wife didn't want kids, so I thought, okay that's good to have somebody who doesn't really want kids. So that might erase any like weirdness um, around if like they have kids later or something like that. And then there was another guy who I worked with who had volunteered and we were considering him, but he was uh, a little bit older and then like wondering like, well, does the age of the sperm affect the quality? And there were some studies around that. So yeah, it's, you know, there, there's never, like, a perfect decision, but, uh, like you said, with, with the sperm banks, it's, like, there, there's plus and minuses to that. It's, like, that's already right. been, like, tested. They have very high criteria. It's, you know, a lot less awkward because you don't have to ask people. And then the cons is, like, then, you know, that person isn't in the life if that's something that you would want. And then, you know, your kid does a 23andMe me someday and then you have 15 people at Thanksgiving
2: (laughs) right yeah like it was it was important if we could no matter what we were going to have a kid somehow so like there was always going to be like some sort of like I guess caveat like there's going to be like a you know we were going to adopt a kid and then eventually they'd want to know where they where their like you know biological parents are yeah so with this it seemed like the I wanted to try to like have somebody who wanted to be there. So somebody who is already a friend and like really cares about us enough to like, want to like help us make family too. Yeah. And is hot. Yeah. <laughs> hot <and tall>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, so it's so wild to think about. I'm like, we were just like kind of going through the motions, but I'm like, yeah, that was like fucking crazy. He was so sweet though. He like one, one day came over and, uh, we were all like hanging out for hours and he brought this dessert over and then he's like, do you guys want a dessert? And we were like, not really wanting dessert at the time. And he's like, okay, let's just have dessert. And then we opened up the cake and it said, let's make a baby. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> That's so cute. It was
1: so sweet. That's so
0: sweet. <laughs> There's yeah. your empathy. And yep. There yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Very good sperm guys.
2: Yeah, I think it was sugar-free, which was, I was like, never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's the process that you went through then? Like IVF or IUI or? What's we IUI? We did IUI.
2: IUI is like basically turkey basting in a fertility clinic.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, so they kind of just like put it up you with a tool. And the first time uh, it's so funny, the way that I talk, I'm like, of course, no one thought I was going to get pregnant. So I was like fucking spread my legs and <laughs> then just like, shoot the sperm up me. <laughs> uh, yeah. The first time it did not uh, take. And then the second time, uh, second time was hilarious because I was like in there and I was dressed in my, all my basketball clothes and I was they like put it up in me. And then I asked the doctor, I'm like, Hey, is it okay if I like, I'm going to play a basketball tournament. She's like, when? And I'm like, like all day. It's like a six hour basketball <laughs> tournament. I was like, is that okay? And she's just like, pause. And I was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to fall out. I guess you could, but you can tell she's like, do you care about this <laughs> process? <laughs> but, yeah, we did IUI second time worked. Uh, after that basketball tournament. And...
1: uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. My wife is taking advice from her coworker who is Chinese and she has like a lot of Chinese traditional... Uh, practices around getting pregnant. So she's telling all of them to Cecilia. So Cecilia is like, well, I have to eat the core of a pineapple before they do it so that my uterus is more sticky. And then like, I can't move for, I'm going to take two weeks off work because I just like can't move. Um, Like I have to sneeze differently. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like what's, (laughs) but like, you know, her coworker also has Two kids, so we're like, all right, I guess, right, we're get that pineapple. <laughs> well, you know, or play basketball is... for six exactly. Hours. <laughs> like, my mom has five kids
2: and she changed smoked through all of it, so I don't know what right. the right <laughs> process is.
1: I know it's <laughs> it it's so works. hard because, like, my friend who is uh, like slightly older than me ended up getting like 40 eggs retrieved, and I got three, and I'm like what am you would think? I was like huffing paint every day. I'm like, why? What happened to my (laughs) eggs? Where did they go? (laughs) So now I'm like, I've stopped using like all plastics and like all makeup and fragrances and everything. And I'm just avoiding all of that for three months, hoping that like I'll get better eggs. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, mm, 95% 95% of the population is like so much less healthy than me like they're just right
2: yeah uh, well I'm interested to see if like then you get like 400 the next time because then I'm gonna like wipe this lipstick off my face immediately <laughs> right
0: <laughs> yeah what's like it an average crazy. amount to get if you're like in yeah your I have 30s. no idea what yeah how many eggs
1: I think like in what's your- that average <laughs> count I think in like your basket. 20 in the 20s would be normal-ish if you're in your 30s and have a, a regular count. I don't know. Like, my wife is in her late 30s, and she had, like, 12. And then I only right. had, like, three, but then mine was the only one that made an embryo. So, you know, quality. All you need is one. Not quantity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're trying it's... to force twins. <laughs> then exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seems like a huge project.
1: Yeah, it is a huge... Like,
2: there's so much science involved and there's so much... Like, you have to relearn, like, your the anatomy of your body, which I was like... I would go in there and I'd ask them to, like, remember everything. And I was like, I'm, I want to zone out and I don't even want to know what they're doing to me. Like, they would, like, give me an ultrasound. I went in there the first time and they are like, going to do an ultrasound. And I'm like, you have to understand, like, I seriously went to junior college and dropped out. Like I, there are just some things that I like, I don't understand. So I go in there and I'm like, all right, like, let's do this. I thought they were going to give me an ultrasound on my belly and they were like counting fibroids or something. And so like, they're like, okay, spread your legs. I'm like, Oh, you're putting it up there. Like truly (laughs) such a lesbian too. I'm just like, I, it's just so alarming to have anything put up there. And I'm just like, and so yeah, th- so he's like, "I'll give you a moment to take off your clothes," and I was like freaking out and like, like fucking ripping my tampon out, and, like, <laughs> 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 just like so ill prepared because I didn't listen to anything.
1: Yeah, I I've never had sex with a man, so every time they put that up me, I'm like, I wonder if they can tell my hymen's probably still intact. I don't know. Uh- <laughs>
2: They probably, they talk about you over lunch, for sure. Yeah. Oh, like, See that, She's tight. Legendary.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Allie just found out she has to get Botox in her vagina because she has a medically <laughs> too tight <type. laughs> pussy. She won't stop talking about it. It's like her ultimate brag of the week. Dude, she's bragging. Yeah. She's, she's like, so I can not have a baby. And she's wasting
1: it on being a lesbian. I know. That's so
2: funny. Dude, it, so are you guys going to travel out to LA to get the Botox? Or are you going to yeah. do it local? I mean, only
0: the best. Yeah. we got to yeah. go out there. <laughs> no, yeah, she's getting it soon. Local Botox. I mean
2: she's got it. She got an Instagram live that. Oh yeah. We, we all want to know the process. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she gave me nothing relevant to talk to you about. She's like, Oh, that's great. You're talking to Mo. Uh, definitely ask her about her snow globe collection. Um, yes. <laughs> her first girlfriend well was Los a Angeles. clown. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that has nothing so, to do with her baby.
2: It's <laughs> yeah. nothing. Well, Allie was, uh, I mean, i'm sure you know this but like we had the the greatest trip to new york coming out of the closet uh story uh yeah and i think about it it. all the time i want to
0: hear your side of the story actually yeah Yeah. because i always hear hers and her frustration with you and you know how you like won the trip (laughs) I also like abandoned her. I don't know
2: where, so we were staying in, I had never been with a woman, but I had just went on a date with that clown. And so I was like, okay, I'm about to like, seriously have my first like real lesbian relationship. So I got to like get some practice. So you so, New York. There, so we went to New York first time I've ever been to New York and we go there and like, it was I mean, it wasn't like we were there for two days. We were there for like two weeks. Oh, we stayed. <laughs> this was like a long weekend. Did you stay in a hostel no. for two weeks? We stayed in a hostel in Harlem, and it was like you know I don't even remember really staying there. Like I remember, uh, we so we went to a cubby hole like one of the first nights, and we were just like it, it was on. It was so freeing to be uh, around. Nobody that we knew. Yeah. And like in Chicago, it's like we are in the comedy scene. And it's like everybody's whispering already. Yeah. Like, is, you know, is is no you know? And so we go there and it's like, uh, it, it's off the rails. It's just, it's, it's fun. We got, we got drunk. And, uh, as you know, you know, saw Ricky Lake saw there Ricky and, Lake. and Allie called her out. She's trying to be private. Uh, <laughs> Allie got a flash photo. <laughs> we get a photo. Yeah. Uh, I photo bombed it and, you know, I'm and like looking at that photo. I'm like, I was for sure, like what was I wearing? I just like had I had nothing right. And this <laughs> is what happens if you come out later. You're just like you don't know. You don't know shit. Um, so I go and I start dancing with this girl, and she's like wearing three inch heels. She's like kind of femme. She looks like uh like how. <laughs> how Romy and Michelle looked when they were trying to be businesswomen yes (laughs) yes like when they were like do you have a businesswoman special like that's what she looked like and I was like uh hello Uh, I'd (laughs) like to talk to you um so so Allie and I go into the bathroom at the cubby hole and I was like okay so I found someone she's like so you found a woman so I'll get one too (laughs) and uh she ends up going home with uh, someone who I believe, like, see, my memory is little. Like, I'm not sure what happened exactly, but I believe she she was in a bunk bed. I oh think yeah, she lived with another person that in, in a bunk, bunk bed. bed
0: and like slept with like it a microwave so next like, to her the head. Next,
2: uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I go back. This girl's got like a nice apartment in whatever upper, you know. I don't fucking know New York, but it was like nice, and and I. I don't know. I just remember like being like, "Yeah, I think I buy to to the girl." Just like what?
0: <laughs> I heard she was like the one like eligible lady in the bar, like age appropriate, well, sure, and like the prettiest girl in the bar. And Allie noticed her, but then like you ended up going home with her, and then Allie had Hell to yeah. like settle for this like much much older <laughs> dyke. Who who was not Ricky Lake. Who was not. And when you hear the story, it's like, (gasps) Ellie. I think she raped you. Like, it was just like a very aggressive experience. (laughs) The way it's told. Well, the thing is,
2: yes. Okay. So like the next day we're like out to breakfast and she's like telling me, she's saying like, I didn't even know that lesbians could do that. Oh, you know, she's yeah. like, she she say, know like the, the it's doggy
0: style. That's what she said. She and, like, walked out she's wondering
2: basically like getting fisted in yeah. her like first big gay experience. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, I'm like gingerly being kissed in the cab. I have my period. So we're not doing anything. You know?
0: <laughs> and Allie felt like she had to do this. Cause you were probably having sex and you had to do the same <laughs> <Exactly>. thing. <laughs>
2: oh my god that's so exactly. funny
0: i had no idea it was a two-week trip that's what
2: i remember but not i mean i guess it could have been a week but i remember being there like a while and i was like we basically live in new york now and we're lesbians <laughs> and then we go we go home and i like immediately started dating that clown so uh <laughs> things things worked out
0: <laughs>
1: did you oh, ever that. consider having kids with the clown were you like trying to picture future with that to me it's like so interesting looking back because we were like sort of we never looked to
2: the future with each other we knew that like it wasn't going to work but we weren't like going to break up so and then we had like a bit of an open relationship but I think we were together for like almost two years oh wow but like I mean I definitely was I was bad like it was like wow
0: okay (laughs)
2: You know when you first come out and you're like sort of an adolescent and you're doing things where you're like I don't know like I just I remember like hooking up with other girls while we were together like stuff that I wouldn't probably do right now because I'm married but like that's like (laughs) an asshole
0: yeah you're new and excited
1: (laughs)
2: yeah it's new Uh, (laughs) yeah no we never thought about having kids we were like sort of expiration dating
1: yeah yeah (laughs) expiration that term
2: yeah. And then I moved to LA and I was like, uh, see ya. But yeah, <laughs> she's super, super great, super great person.
1: <laughs> I think it can change depending on who you're with to whether or not you want kids. Because for, for me, it was something that like I always definitely wanted. But then with certain people I was with, I was like, ooh, but I don't know. Or like different points in the relationship, my mind would change about kids. And I'm like, is my mind changing about kids or is it changing about this person? That I'm dating. So I felt like...
0: Yeah, does it depend on who you're with? That was always
1: kind of like a good barometer of how things are going. Because, you know, at one point I was like, I was so sure that I wanted kids. And then with my now ex-wife, at a certain point, we're like, oh, we don't want kids. But it was because the relationship wasn't good. It wasn't because neither of us wanted, didn't want kids anymore. But then that was around the time I also started doing comedy was there hesitation from you about being a comedian and a mom and trying to balance that?
2: I, I mean, I did joke that the only reason I got pregnant was to get a Netflix special. Uh, right. cause yeah, I wanted Tis to get some of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there was like, there was a lot of timing that went into it. Like I went on tour and then I was like, okay, I'll do it afterwards. And then I had to say no to going on tour uh, in Australia because I got pregnant. And so there was a lot of like, am I going to have FOMO about all of these events that, you know, you work so hard as a comic to be able to like make a living being a comedian. And so I felt like I just got there. It had been like 10 years and I was like, okay, it's like, I feel like I'm finally making a living doing just comedy. And then I wanted to have a baby because it's like, there's obviously an expiration date on that. And so, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I have to do this. So I was definitely so afraid that, like, if I got pregnant, it would ruin my career. And that, like, it would ruin any sort of, like, uh, anything that I built up to. But it uh, hasn't yet. <laughs> 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 like, uh, I I don't know. I Like, weirdly, I was like, is this going to make me too normal? Like, and now I'm like, now I have this fucking baby. And I got to, like, figure out how to do, like, these shows. And then... You know, I guess, I don't know, COVID happened and I'm not doing shows anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. (laughs) But there, you do get scared. I mean, it is, like, it's so different for, like, you know, if a guy, like, had a baby, he's, like, on stage the next day, but he's, like, not, like, you know, I was, like, physically dealing with a lot six weeks after and, like, I was still doing shows and, like, there's just a lot that happens. It's, like, my body changed, you know, and I don't have any, you know, and then, like, my self-esteem goes down, you know, so... It's a lot. It's like, yeah, I did think, should I do this? But ultimately, I wanted to have a family more than I wanted to have a career.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day. I mean, I remember asking another comedian who's a single mom about it. And when my wife and I got together right away, she was like, I want kids. I'm like, oh man, I already kind of gave up on that idea when my last marriage didn't work out. So now I have to like shift my mindset again. But now I'm scared about like, you know, can I be a comedian if I'm still like trying to break through and being a mom, you know, it's a hard place to be. And this comic was just like, do you want a kid or not? that's the important thing and like the other stuff you'll figure out, but right. don't, don't base the decision around comedy. Like this is so much bigger than that. <laughs> exactly.
2: Cause if you look back yeah. at your other comedy decisions and if I, you know, I move, I moved from Chicago to LA and it's like, I, it was such a huge decision. I'm like, am I going to move to LA or if I'm going to move to New York or if I'm going to stay in Chicago because I'm not like I'm not even like a top 100 comic here, you know, yeah. like, I'm not like a, you know, big fish in a small pond. And those decisions, like, ultimately, it didn't matter. If I went to New York, I'd still do comedy. If I went to LA, I'd do comedy. If I stayed in Chicago, you know, I would be lost.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <still> <laughs> that's what's important <laughs> is that you left. <laughs>
2: It was important. I got the fuck out of there. Um, <laughs> the comedy, but those scene decisions, I love Chicago. yeah, <laughs> Chicago, it'll always be like, Oh, I did like a lot of comedy there. But to be honest, I don't, I'm not really that connected to being, I started in Denver. Technically I'm not that connected to being a Denver comic or a Chicago comic. Like, I'm just like, I feel like, uh, maybe it's just me in the way that I viewed things, but I'm like, yeah, I'm here for a bit. Now I'm here for a bit. I'm just like, I I did not get that connected to the city that I was, like, doing it in.
0: To wrap up, let's do one more question. What is your least expected mom moment that's happened so far? Like, what were you not anticipating, you and your wife, about having a kid?
2: I mean, truly, like, the pandemic, uh, number one. Number two, uh, I'm trying to, like... I was like I th- I think I've always thought it would be like the strong, like Look, let me let me let me carry that <laughs> like sort of uh partner. And I can't like be it's really hard for me to be in the room when she gets shots. Aww. And like mm. I cry and I'm such like a wuss for like anytime she has to get anything done at the doctor. Um and I sweat. Like, I actually took a picture of the last time I had to take her alone, and I was wearing black jeans, and they were just sweat down my asshole. <laughs> just like the whole thing uh, was sweat. Uh, was not expecting that. No, I know that's best. not like uh, fun,
0: yeah. but just sweat. <laughs> Thank you for alerting our listeners to that. It could happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Best to be prepared.
1: Yeah. Uh, where can our listeners find you and follow you on social media?
2: At Momo Welch, across the board, Twitter and Instagram.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for diking out with us thank today. You. Guys, I had so much
2: fun. And I think it's like one of the only podcasts I've done during this time. Uh, oh. Yeah, because I really wanted to dyke Yes, out.
0: we're so glad. We
2: yeah.
1: Hell Yeah. Oh, man, it's conversations like that that really make me miss doing these in person. I know. Uh. Especially when it's like a comedian who I've wanted to meet and hang out with for a while now. You know, Mo is just such a great, funny comic on the scene. Like,
0: I've been following her on Twitter for years and years. Yeah, Mo is someone I felt like I've known for the last decade through friends and lovers, but it was really good to finally sit down and talk with her. I feel like also I know her through her comic, Blair, and it was good to meet the real life Mo. And if you're not yes. following Blair, Momo Welch on Instagram. Those comics are so funny and so real and a highlight on my scroll.
1: Yes, it's a great follow.
0: And speaking of friends and lovers, I think we have a listener question. Ooh. A couple of months ago, I started talking to a girl, and we get along. We've been on about three dates, and she definitely seems much more sexual than me. I've not been in any casual relationships and really wasn't too excited by my sexual life in my last two long-term relationships. I think I'm a top, and traumatized, and really only like giving and not receiving, She's only been with cis men, but is bi, so she doesn't have experience like this either. I don't know how to start or approach this subject, even as a quote unquote get to it eventually thing. We still kind of blush about holding hands. So I'm nervous. (laughs) So I'm nervous about it eventually happening, especially because her love language is touch, and it's something important to her. That's so gay that you know that already after a few dates. I was going to say. It's like, oh, we're starting to hold hands, but we know each other's love languages. Right. <laughs> I'll add that I'm a Capricorn and she's a Scorpio. And I try not to date based on any stereotypes, but I'm legit scared because their thing is sex.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that. We're going to get a bunch of Scorpios writing in being like, that is not my thing. Or that is totally my thing.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, on the dawn of Scorpio season, let us know. Um, should I not waste our time? Because I know I'm not going to be able to keep up with her drive right from the jump, but we seem compatible in most other ways. Should this be a deal breaker?
1: Oh, wow. So many things here, listener. First off, I don't think you should have this attitude of not just waste our time based on signs and stuff, because it sounds like you haven't really talked to her About it yet. I mean, you said that you have like a feeling that she's a lot more sexual than you. But if you're blushing holding hands, I'm guessing that you haven't had a real conversation about it. And you might be just trying to dismiss it because you're scared of having this conversation, which could be awkward and uncomfortable maybe. But it's important to have. But why miss out uh, a chance with somebody who you seem to be hitting
0: it off with? I mean... She may have a high sex drive as a Scorpio, but we don't know this for sure, and we don't really know a lot for sure. It's important to point out that she has only been with cis men, so she could very well just be nervous and wanting to take things slow, too. This is her first time dating outside of that.
1: And you say you don't know how to start or approach this subject, And I think that, yeah, it's never going to feel like a great time. But when you start to get, you know, a little bit hot and heavy, you can just slow it down a little bit and try to talk about things. Or I think it's best to do it before you get even hot and heavy. Just like ease into the conversation and say, what do you like? And let the conversation go from from there. And if... She wants to get sexual more than uh, than you feel like y- you want to get. Voice that. I know that I've been in relationships where the there's been a discrepancy, <laughs> let's say, in sex drives and just vocalizing it and being like, Hey, just so you know, this is a lot for me and not sustainable. Uh, so <laughs> just trying to... <laughs> Um, I'm always the one getting that said to. <laughs> hey, chill out. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm busy. I have a lot of things going on and I can't do it four <laughs> times a day.
0: That's a lot. <laughs> and I might add that Capricorns are slow burners, too, that are like hesitant at first. And then once they find someone that they click with can get very horny and their sex drive increases once they are comfortable enough with the right person.
1: Yeah. I mean, you say that you weren't too excited about your sex life and your last relationship. So I think it's, uh, the most important thing is about, uh, communication and just being really honest and uh, but there's no reason to write it off and think that this isn't going to work or it's going to be a, a deal breaker because if, if she knows how you feel about it and she's okay with it, you know, like maybe she has a big sex drive but is just as happy to masturbate to compensate for your sex drive
0: and... You know, and that could be fine with her. You don't know. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> Masturbate to compensate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cecilia. <laughs> um, yes. Definitely communicate. I mean, it seems like you already are. You already know each other's love languages. So I'm confident right? in your communication abilities. Just be honest. Talk it through. And what do you mean, should I just not waste time? We have nothing but time. (laughs) (laughs) We have nowhere to go or be. We have nothing but time. Talk it out. Yeah. Three dates is totally normal to still be figuring all of this out with someone. Still very early. Oh, man. I can't
1: remember the last time that I had three dates and was still at handholding. That was when I was dating
0: boys. (laughs) (laughs) I have sweaty palms and tried to never handhold a soul. while dating. <laughs> That's beyond sex for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, we're intimate enough for you to meet my palm puddles.
1: <laughs> well, best of luck to you, listener, and thank you so much for writing in. If you have a question for us you haulers, you can email us dikingout at gmail.com and if you're a patron, be sure to let us know. We'll cross reference in case you're trying to be sneaky and put your question to the top of the list. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media at diking out everywhere and at diking out pod on TikTok. We're Man, on Instagram, we're so close to our 10,000 followers. So a TikTok dance will come soon. I'm already Start stretching. stretching. Yep. I am. <laughs> I'm I'm watching a few TikTok dance videos in preparation. I'm... I looked
0: up the dance to motion sickness. Do you think we can handle that? Yeah. Okay. The, there's a part where we lick and we slap. Yes. And it's like I could do the physical moves, but I don't know how seriously I can take myself doing that licking sexy slap thing. And and this all only makes sense if you're under 25, but yeah, we're we're getting ready. I don't know. I thought the licking and the slapping would be the easiest part. Yeah. <laughs> queer physically. One. But yeah. <laughs> you know, spiritually, existentially, <laughs> it's just I'm, I don't know what'll happen. So make sure to follow us so that does
1: indeed happen. And you can follow me at TGI Carolyn. And
0: you can follow me at Melody Kamali. And thank you so much for dyking out with us this week. See you next Tuesday.